Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we're talking transfers, the future stars of PE, and fixture release day. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Here we go again, Dave. Here we are. We're getting better at this, aren't we? I know. Back on a weekly uh, thing. I know, near enough. Yeah. yeah, near enough. For, for, our, for, for our, like, timeliness, this is this is pretty much weekly for us. We're not too Probably bad, a day late. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had, what, no isolation, no playoff yeah. finals, no... I don't know, yeah, no, no holidays, holidays getting yeah. in the way at the moment. Yeah, yeah so. doing all right. Yeah. Could do with a bit more news every now and again and get a few yeah. more signings in, but <laughs> yeah. we have had one. Yeah, uh, second one of the summer, set yeah. Vandenberg on uh, on Monday. Another so. familiar face. Absolutely, yeah. Um, second one to come back after Liam Lindsay. Mm. Liam Lindsay obviously came back the other week on a permanent deal from Stoke. Vandenberg comes back, uh, season-long loan from Liverpool after his loan second half of last season and... Uh, Tracking deal, yeah. good player. Did really well, didn't he? Uh, second, um, second half of last season, kind of. He looked, he looked good enough early on, and then had a bit of a shaky spell, and then seemed to really find his footing. And it, you could almost see in front of your eyes a player getting the benefit of a loan deal. It's like exactly what loan deals are there for. He came in, looked, looked good enough for the level, had a bit of a, a wobble, and then got himself going again and that's exactly what you want and now hopefully PNE should kind of profit from the the time they put into him towards the end of last season yeah I suppose you could say they got quite a raw player on mm. loan North End did used to get that raw type Lucas Nemecha Callum Robinson yeah then they, they were trying to move away from it and maybe get players who had been on loan maybe had another loan before this or mm. you know been uh, you know had a few first team appearances they didn't want to be the first club anymore yeah. did they yeah. but they got off they, they were looking at Vandenberg last winter apparently as a possibility for January then when Ben Davis ended up going to Liverpool it was sort of you know a situation which happened pretty much out of the blue it was an, an ideal opportunity to take Sepp in the other direction for a look at him don't think at the time they're absolutely sort of desperate to bring him in you know it wasn't a deal clincher with Ben Davis or anything but it was an opportunity to bring him in slowish start mm. if you remember he was on the bench he came on against Rotherham for his debut I think they brought Paul Huntington on put Vandenberg on as a centre half um, for what last 20-25 minutes when they were chasing that game then we he was he was an unused sub for three or four games mm. I'd say and then he came in 
later in February, and I think he played 15 successive games, something like that. And yeah. um, as you say, main, he's a centre-half by trade, but right-footed. Mm. North End brought him into the team... Alex Neal brought him into the team as a right back. And that took some getting used to yeah, for him as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, there was a different role for him. But I know quite a lot of managers sometimes for centre midfielders or centre halves, sometimes an ideal introduction is mm. more at full back where they're I'm not saying they're not in the firing line, but they're not a you know, it's yeah. It, it, not it, as exposed maybe? not as exposed yeah you know centre half stri- you know striker one on one against a centre yeah. half for example or whatever you've got a little bit more protection at uh, the full back position and then when Frankie McAvoy took over from Alex Neal and shifted the system into a a 3-5-2 I think the first time they played it was at Swansea and we're trying to, I was trying to work the team out and suddenly Seth Vandenberg's playing as a right wing back yeah. now which I think surprised the lad himself just yeah. as much as it did us but he grew into it really well yeah. we had the one game at Stoke where Liam Lindsay couldn't play because it was his parent club at the time so they moved Sepp onto the sort of right side of the three centre halves, and again that wing back took a bit of get used to for him yeah, as well. It did. It's a wing back's a hell of a role. You got yeah. to do a lot of work. There. I mean, the you've Brentford got to add game to, was something else. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> you've got to add with the, with the wing back. You've got to add your attacking side to the mm. game. You got to get up and down. You know, sometimes wing backs have played in a system where it's more five three two mm. and it's limited attacking. And there were times when North End if they were under a cosh in the team a three would become a five very quickly. But a lot of the time when it's a sort of three, five, two, you are bombing up and down. And mm. for I think I think that showed occasionally with with Sepp. I thought there were times where he'd get himself into some really good crossing positions, but he'd be a bit hesitant to sort of, is this where I cross it now? Yeah. And and uh, it's because it wasn't part of his natural game at the time, but he seemed to adapt to it and uh, taking risks isn't what Centre backs like no, to do, no, is it? And that's no. that's a part of it, isn't it? You go forward and you play a risky ball, and you might get caught out of possession up there. But yeah. his his natural reaction to losing possession is almost like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you know, like, but if you're on the other end of the pitch, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But that's still something that'll be ingrained yeah. in him, won't it? I suppose. But he's so he, he, he's, his game improved, and I tell you what, improved Tom taking throw-ins. <laughs> oh, we, we had that spell. I think Was it three. I think there were three foul throws yeah. in one game <laughs> within about twenty minutes or something. Either the foot was off the floor or. He hadn't brought, you know, he slammed the ball down. And, and that's uh, despite Liverpool hiring a throwing coach, coach at one point. Yeah, you know, so anyway, that that sort of <laughs> yeah. ironed out of his game pretty quickly. Probably That was the deal clincher. Yeah. Once you get the throwing sorted, <laughs> yeah. they'll have you back. I think, you know, the Brentford game, which was a sort of high watermark for a lot yeah. of the players when he had to improve. He, he was poor that day, but mm. I think since then he has really kicked on. Mm. And as that loan came on, you know, into April... Um, through April into the start of May, it became imperative that he came back. You know, yeah. he, him, Liam Lindsay, and keeper Danny Leverson, who we think will come back as well. Yep. They were identified as out of the f- five lone players he had at the time. Both three had to return. Yep. You know, maybe, you know, apart from Leverson, you know, Lindsay, Seth Vandenberg, not not the sort of sexy kind of football. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, there were defenders coming back. But they were you, proper championship quality. Yeah, your marquee, you, you sort of when they signed, you would have thought, you know, Jason Malumbi and Anthony Gordon were the two sort of marquee sort yeah. of standout loan players, and it didn't, it just didn't work for them, you know, for one reason or another. We've had that debate in the past, as it was the defenders. Everson was like superb in goal, yeah. um, and then 
Vandenberg and Lindsay, I think, both settled into the loans as the loans went on. Yeah. Both have come back now, and I think, you know, inter- what's interesting with me, Tom, is um, whilst we've been talking in the last few minutes about set playing at right back and at right wing back, it's very much people are now talking about, well, he's talking about it, and the press release when North End announced the signing, Frankie McAvoy was talking about centre-back for mm. him, about being at least sort of being in competition for one of the centre-back places. So if that is the case, they're getting some real s- strong numbers for those three centre-half positions. Presumably, yeah. they are going to play three at the back. And But if they play four at the back, you, can, you know, set mm. wants to play there. That's his natural position. But there's some... I tell you, there's a few, uh, there's a few selection options there now. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot you can almost pick apart from that because not only does it hint at towards a three-five-two again next season, it you know kind of hints towards there being more lined up for right back, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, and you know again, it sh- maybe shows a standing of where they expect him to be. That's despite someone like Patrick Bauer becoming fit yeah. again. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for Andrew Hughes? Would Lindsay be the left centre-back? All these yeah. these different things that kind of pop up off the back of something as simple as saying, yeah, yeah this centre-back will probably play at centre-back. Yeah. It yeah. sounds it sounds stupid, doesn't it? But hopefully, in my opinion, there is an out-and-out right-back coming in yeah. so Sepp can play at, at centre-back if that's where he's going to be playing best because he did a decent job at, at right-back. So, mm-hmm. in theory, he should just do better at, at centre-half, I suppose. Yeah, if that's his natural position, which he's been playing since, mm. you know, I think... We've, I think he came through at 16 and yeah, into a first team. Yeah, yeah. And um, But y- you look at the options now. If he is... Just assume they're going to play three at the back and assume mm. that Sepp will be sort of more considered the centre-half to start with. Yep. Although, if they're needing him at right wing-back or right-back... He'll play. You know, they will play there. You'll yeah. have to play there. You know, like. It, and I don't think they hesitate either. It's, it's a good of a team job. But yeah. if you think the defense, which sort of finished last season, the three at the back were Story, Lindsay in the middle, and Andrew Hughes at, uh, on the left side. Yep. Now you've got Patrick Bauer now coming back into the equation. It's Obviously, hard to see him not start. No, no. With, with Patrick, maybe you're gonna have to. He's gonna to have to get his bearings back. Yeah, in three it might seasons. take time. It was a, it was a serious injury. He had you know when you think Tom Clark had, a, had the similar one, the yeah. ruptured Achilles tendon. It does take your time to sort of get back in. Not only, you know, w- Patrick Bauer was fortunate he he he'd gotten through the rehab stage at the end of last season. So I presume once we start training a week on Thursday, he'll yep. be back with the group. But it's gonna take a little while to build up. Mm-hmm. But then. Out the other three, Jordan Story was probably one of the most improved players in the second half of last season mm-hmm. after a shaky first half of the season, I thought. Then you've got Lindsay just seemed to grow into his role in the middle. Mm. And then Andrew Hughes, we've discussed this before on the podcast, that I think he's found his natural sort of best position is that yeah. left side of a, a free rather but than as a left back or a left wing. That left centre back with a bit of cover yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. a bit of, bit of maybe a little bit more license because he's, he's got the height in there. Yeah. Now, as you say, the option is Liam Lindsay's left footed. You could shove him across into Hughes's position if you didn't want to play Hughes. Mm. You could have Bauer as a middle of the three. You could have Story as a middle of a three. And then you could have Sepp on that right hand side. So that's what a manager needs, though. You don't you don't just want a defense to pick, keep picking itself. Yeah, out. you said this if about it's doing Everson, well, didn't you? Yeah, if it's doing well, it picks itself. Yeah, but 
if you get a game where you picked apart, where you need a, a slightly different look at it, if someone's someone's suspended, injured, yeah. a bit out of form, you, you need a good option to go in. Yeah, you said this about Everson, didn't you? I suppose that you need to bring in players of the same quality, if not better, mm-hmm. to to progress. So the fact that it's difficult to split those the handful of players, and that's also discounting Paul Huntington, who never never fails when called upon. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know. It's it's hopefully a good sign, and couple that with the fact that PNE's defence towards the end of last season was their strongest suit. Oh, it was, yeah. And there's a bit more depth there, a bit more solidity. You, in theory, mm-hmm. that's hopefully only a good sign. Yeah. And then you've got someone like Greg Cunningham mm-hmm. at, at left wing back, who's very experienced, and then potentially, probably a new right back at, at some point. Yeah. That is someone Frankie McAvoy will have had the okay on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that that means you know it means good things. I mean, it's interesting that I think Liam Lindsay, in the greatest respect, sort of thrived in that sort of breeze block role in the middle, where you know it's literally just a case of just head everything yeah. away, no nonsense sort of style. I I wouldn't be against someone like Patrick Bauer on the right side of, no. of the defence because mm-hmm. I think he's good enough on the ball. Yeah. Although I think because of Ben Davies's ability on the ball, he almost got put into that breeze block role mm-hmm. where it's like Ben Davies would kind of carry the ball out and Bauer just kind of went for everything so where that leaves you know is Liam Lindsay quite mobile enough to do the left centre back role I think or so. do you I, go I, I, I wouldn't call Hughes the most mobile you know, mm. he, you know he, he's quite mobile but I don't necessarily think you need a sort of you know, massive athlete playing there. So the and uh, the I way mean, North End defended, they, they very much at times were defending the box, weren't they? You know, mm. like very little at times. Crosses were yeah. coming in, blocking them with, with quite comfort at times. You know, I think those last few games. And those right footers yeah. are pretty good on the ball. So mm. would you be happy enough with them on the left side anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, you do want a left footer in there for a bit mm. of balance, but. Uh, but it opens up the debate about a right-back position, mm. or right-back stroke, right-wing back. Because I think they will play a four at the back at times. Mm-hmm. I think at the moment the go-to is a three. I'd be three surprised if we don't see that diamond again, because yeah. that seems to be one that Frankie McAvoy wants to wants to use if he can. It was the first which sprang to mind, yeah. he used it in his first game. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he mentioned yeah. it towards... Yeah. Um, at, Exton when we went for his like his first yeah. press conference he he mentioned that it, it is a formation he likes but three five twos kind of work better with the squad yeah but if it with the right back position they sold Darnell Fisher end of January the just before that Fisher had been sat on the bench for a couple of games and he had Alan Brown fitted in there mm. so, you know just sort of filling the gap really that was probably with hindsight that was telling us that Darnell was going to be on his way at some point um. Whether it was the right decision to let Darnell go, I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a player who divided ability, you know, divided opinion, but I thought he was a decent right back. Yep. Then Vandenberg came in, and that was almost sort of an accidental find that he could play it right back. Maybe not accidental, sounds a bit, you know, a bit, it, bit, bit amateur that. No, it was a stopgap, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah more no, of a stopgap. There's no way gap. around that. Yeah, they had Rafferty in there, who, again, divided opinion, he's quite up to the level. Mm-hmm. We've probably seen him play better at left back, mm. even though he's right-footed. So and wing-back seems yeah. to almost highlight his, his limitations, yeah. in a way. Yeah, so I think a right-back was, like, high on the agenda. Now, we've had... There's a few names being banded around. Matthew Ollison, yep. the former Rotherham player, 
he, no offence, have spoken to him, no offence, have admitted that, you know, during the sort of troll of the full-backs, having a look at what's on the market, uh, he's available, you know, on a Bosman, so that, that one will be interesting. Yeah. And it, he could fit the bill, but there are others as well, so... Yeah, the, he's a dynamic sort of player, which is yeah. what you need as a, as a wing-back, don't I th- you? I think, I think the modern-day full-back mm. does need to be dynamic nowadays, you know, like especially the higher up you go in the Premier League now, the top Premier League clubs are just you're just bombing your fullbacks on, aren't you, all the time? They've almost yeah. almost got to play as wingers at times, you yeah. know. But uh, I think you know, Fisher used to get up and down a little mm. bit. You know, sometimes his his end product was criticised, but I think there was one point he was the best assist maker in the team. Mm. I'm not saying he finished around the, it around the time when mm. um, North End beat Barnsley because he, he was involved in yep. in goals there. I think he might have set two up on the night or something like that and uh, and it was kind of shot him up a bit that yeah yeah you know so yeah was that, that really was that was a really nice turn on the edge of the 18 yard it was box. yeah and kind of yeah. dummied it and yeah. so you know he, he could get up there but you do need your full backs pushing up there and mm. saying if you're playing as a wing wing back you are covering basically the whole mm. side of that pitch aren't you if you you're providing you know especially if you play a slightly narrow midfield north end were to play a diamond mm. You got to get your whip for the fullbacks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you foresee PNE signing two right backs? That's the question. So, what would it be? Would it be you've got this one dynamic attacking fullback, and then you back up one who's probably a bit more solid? Is probably Sep, who's taller and can play yeah. more as the fullback mm. rather than wingback. At role. the moment, no, I can see one only because mm. what what's gonna what limits clubs is this. Um, 25-man squad rule mm. unless you're going to go down the younger route because mm-hmm. you know championship clubs have to register you know they, they can have up to 25 players age 21 and above in the squad yep. they can have an unlimited number of under 21 players who don't have to register yep. Seth Vandenberg being a lone player even though he's only 19 counts towards the 25 loan you can't get round it by bringing in tons of young loan players or loan players whatever age they are Going count to the towards the 25 so it's making those fit I think I did it the other day when, when Jaden Stockley was sold to Charlton and bearing in mind Connor Ripley is likely to leave in goal but mm. then you're probably getting Everson back in yep. and this was after Liam Lindsay had signed I think they were back up to 22 mm. then you know so so if they were to add a couple more you know Sepp now is taking him back up to 23 mm-hmm. so at the moment you've got one vacancy a sort of free hit almost yep. and then after that unless you're going to go down signing younger players you're going to have to do a little bit of juggling and maybe move a couple of players on yep yeah, there's work, definitely work to be done. So that is, a, that is you know, that is um, something that has to be bear in mind is that, you know, pure, you know, the limits of the squad, you know, like the, the actual set by the championship. You know, like Tom Bayliss last season, even though he turned 21 at the time, mm. I think he's 22 now, um, he still counted in the under-21 roster. So, he, but so he's an addition into that sort of 25-man mm. squad this season. Yeah, he wasn't last season. It doesn't so. get easier. Like no one's going no. down in no, age. No, you're only no. you're only getting more yeah. and more into yeah. it, aren't you? It's so I've yeah. So to get round it, you know, like one way to bring in a couple of younger players, but then mm. you're thinking, are they ready? You know, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah. That, you go so back I, to the first yeah. the first issue you had with with people being a bit too raw. Not yeah. not that necessarily they're going to be loan players, but if you're getting say mm-hmm. an 18 year old released by a, a bigger club, yeah, they, they may be a little bit a little bit too raw. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been talk of another 
signing mm-hmm. on a free. Yeah. Izzy Brown. Izzy Brown, yeah. He'd been mentioned, one of the players, I think, tr- you know, offered around to North End. Mm. Pro- probably would, would tick some boxes. They do Knocked have around a-, a lot at championship level, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, and I think seven loans he's had mm. from Chelsea. I think six of them in England. I think yeah. he had one in, in Holland. Vitesse, yeah, yeah. In, in Holland. Um, Classic Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they got a link up with Vitesse, I think yeah, they have. They do, yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, but he's, he's been released now. I think, yeah, he's played for Huddersfield, Jeff Wednesday. Rotherham, Rotherham Brighton, yeah. Leeds, Luton. Yeah, yeah, I think Brighton, they were in the Premier League when he was there. Leeds, mm-hmm. he was coming back for after doing his true shit. So mm-hmm. I think he only played twice for him. And yeah. if he, he, joining a side coached by him, Bielsa, you, yeah. you, you can't feel your way back in there. You have to be. Yeah. So that's probably why I didn't. I play remember there, when yeah. I was going through uni, I did uh, work experience with Bolton. And I went to Ellen Road to cover their under 23s, and Izzy Brown was playing for their under 23s, yeah. I assume, on his comeback yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think he's played He's played three times against North End Chef Wednesday, Luton, and Huddersfield, I think he mm. played for against us. So. That that be one you know wouldn't surprise me if you know if at some point they got him. Although, as you say, w- w- North End do have a lot of midfield players. Yeah. You'd think might might if if they were to get him, that might sort of cast a doubt against Josh Harrop, for example, because as you say, they're going to have to start shifting people around. I think now. A quick look, a cursory glance at Wikipedia, which obviously is not the greatest source in the world, and as a journalist, it should be avoided at all costs. Mm-hmm. But. He has 10 goals in 133 career appearances. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, as a, is he not a forward? I don't think he's is a striker, he, is he? He's more a sort of 10, 10. A 10 and a sort of narrow wide player, mm. if you know what I mean? Mm. So, just um, that kind of, the, uh, just a general forward. Yeah. Just like final, chuck him in the final third and yeah. hopefully make something happen. I always remember seeing him on the you know the team sheet of various players. So, oh yeah, you, you know he's one to watch today, and never yeah. quite sort of. He's always one where you kind yeah. of think there's summer in there, which yeah. is why like mm-hmm. almost every season there's there's yeah. the the annual Easy Brown loan somewhere where yeah. someone's willing to take a chance or someone sees something in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's certainly a player in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether it's it's PNE who's going to get it out of him entirely yeah. or not yeah. remains to be seen, I suppose. But one thing is. He adds numbers in the in the forward area, which is which mm-hmm. is needed. Yeah, I still think, and I know they are looking. They will go for it. They need a striker, you know. Like uh, that 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 that's hardly cutting cutting edge journalism from me. And you're saying <laughs> no, that yeah. is it, you know. Like <laughs> Preston need a striker. They've always needed a striker. Yeah, we've always struggled to get anyone. Anyone who's hit double figures of goals have either left. Mm. Or they've not, or they've not got double figures, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. but he, yeah. you know, you do need it at the top end of the pitch. And I think, I think the policy this summer seems to be they, it will be a position they will spend money on mm. if they need to. And I think what is available at the moment on the Bosman market is not quite what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I think their thinking is that if they're on the Bosmans at the moment. It's because of not being producing goals somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say that about any player released, you know, like uh, you can get some good Bosmans. But I think with the strikers, the thinking is once clubs come back for pre seasons, once the Premier League mm. transfer market starts grinding into life after the Euros, because there's been nothing in the Premier League, aren't yeah. there? Um, there might be a bit of a ripple effect. And I think the common line of thinking is that at some point, sort of more into July, You'll start getting a few more strikers become available. Mm. You know that clubs might think, yeah, might might release him. 
or well not release him but make him available for transfer if they yeah. got the right offer or if they bring someone in there might be a good a good one they could bring in on loan even you know so clubs coming back basically mm. and, and getting the lay of the land and going yeah we could probably do without this guy or yeah. we could save that money mm-hmm. here and there yeah. and like you say when things kind of spring into life because as well you can't you can't really decide those things especially for example if there's a new manager or something like that you can't decide those things without seeing people in the flesh no. or seeing what sort of condition they come back in and yeah. things like that so and if you think you know like if it if it needs a ripple effect from the premier league mm. the premier league starts a week later than the the efl so training starts a bit later if premier league clubs have players away at the euros they've got to keep hold of the sort of squad and fringe yeah. players to start Like we were saying off. about Everson. Like with Everson, Everson's only going to come, you know, presumably that gets done. North End probably won't see him until late July. Yep. Now that could be the same. It could be the transfer window's open until end of August, isn't it? 31st mm. of August. It could be, you know, it, it goes into August before North End land a striker, for example. Yeah. You know, so it could take a bit of a <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, transfer deadline day. Yeah. You know, so. um, one point I want to make as well, because I nearly forgot, is that when you think about those loan signings, just going back to that, so five loan signings brought in, mm-hmm. technically seven, Yeah. and only two haven't been kept or haven't, you know done well enough essentially mm-hmm. credit does credit need to go to the club for that of, yeah, of the seven five five yeah. you would expect mm-hmm. are going to be here again this season yeah yeah well if you think about it more e- everson was bought in because declan rudder was Dex injured injury, they, yeah. they had been looking at him in the past as mm-hmm. a keeper of interest and then rudder's injury forced his hand and i think he's He's been one of the best keepers we've seen at Deepdale for for a while. Yeah, you know, he's up. You know, we've we've been blessed actually with loan keepers when you yeah. think of Sam Johnson and Jordan Pickford. Yeah, uh, but Everson came in and did did very well from the start, really. Um, and then you got Sep did well, Lindsay did well. Um, Greg, Greg, Greg Cunningham was a sort of they knew what they were getting. Yeah, you know, whether he's yeah. almost whether his body could maintain yeah. it. Yeah. And he, he'll be fine. Mm. Then you've got Jed Evans, obviously, that divided opinion at the time, but he, he turned out to be a, a benefit to the squad. Quite a shrewd sign, yeah. really. Yeah, he was in the end, yeah. So, And then, obviously, he signed his new contract. Mm. So, um, yeah, so five out of seven, I suppose. It's sort of Decent. pretty, you know, as you say, the marquee ones were Gordon and Malumbi, probably. You know, yeah. Malumbi was the first... January deal wasn't it over the line and yeah. that got us all excited and then Gordon was the last yeah yeah and I thought you know I thought when they signed Malumbi I thought quality signing he'd done mm-hmm. it in the championship the previous season with Millwall I, I thought that'd be a good one but probably probably they got him and getting him and Ben Whiteman was always stuck in midfield mm-hmm. worrying whether DJ and Alan Brown would leave as well as Ben Pearson yeah as it was only one of the three left, so they probably just had an excessive midfielders in the end, and it was a bit unlucky on Malumbi, really. Yeah, because where do you where do you put the minutes? You're not going to yeah. put it into a loan play. You could probably save essentially save money on next season. You don't need yeah. him next season. No. So um, why why put in the minutes? In? Exactly after spending money on Ben Whiteman, they weren't mm-hmm. going to leave him sat on the bench, were they? And exactly. They brought Brown back into midfield from his right back position, and DJ was playing for a while until his injury. So. Yeah, Malumbi was like the one who, who got missed out there. And then Anthony Gordon didn't quite come up to what they were hoping for. So that would yeah. be interesting to see what where he, where he goes this season. Yeah. Because I presume everything will loan him out again. Yeah. You know, he, could, he could thrive somewhere. You know, yeah, he really could. Yeah. In, the right, in the right system, in the right yeah. position, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just thought we'd, we criticised um, 
the the higher ups towards the end of last season with with way contracts were handled or anything like that. But I thought, to be fair, credit where it's due. Five out of seven mm-hmm. loan plays is a pretty good return, especially in, in today's market and yeah. the way mm-hmm. things can go. Especially with loans, given that they could have come in for six months and then never seen them again. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the fact that there's also that option to bring them back and to maintain it, so it's yeah. not just a sort of flash in the pan, mm-hmm. very much stopgap. Like th- there is a bit more longevity in there. Yeah, yeah. You I think, think about it. Uh, yeah. So three of them who they brought in on loan are now permanent. Mm-hmm. Liam Lindsay's only 25. People mm. seem to think he's a bit older, I think, mm. you know, and um, but he's still a, a pretty good age, you yeah. know. So Sepp's 19. Yeah. So good, good age for a long, you know, long player there. Yeah. Everson's a young lad, 22, 23. So. Yeah. So get a few mm. more seasons. Yeah. Um, but as you mentioned before about the squad, mm-hmm. one option is to bring in youth, young players. Youth, yeah. And mm. PNE have done exactly that recently. Signed up um, 10 more, 10 scholars and given out couple of pro deals, a pro mm-hmm. deal to uh, Josh Siri, who's a right back, and Noah Moweni, who I'm sure lots of people know about, because he's your Moweni's son, yeah. who's uh, a midfielder. They've both got uh, pro contracts oh, for yeah. when their scholarship 17. ends. Well, it's not yeah, they, they trigger when they're 17, mm. which you, you can't sign a pro contract till you're 17. Mm. Now, Siri's 17 in September, I think, so he'll technically be, he'll be going to a pro contract straight away. Yep. Noah Moweni, I think, is February. Yep. So, Correct. But they will still be regarded as scholars, you know, yeah. like, but they'll have a pro contract in the bag already. So now, that, that, that for does the club's benefit yeah, to keep yeah. people away, essentially, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the, that's not to say you know, the others aren't regarded or anything, you know, it's just that I think, I think to get Siri, they've got to have offered, they had a lot of Premier League interest, and I mm-hmm. think the way to do it is have a guaranteed pro contract at the end of it. Adam O'Reilly had that when he came yeah. over from Ireland. There was a a sort of apprenticeship, a scholarship with a pro contract built in. Yep. So, um, and they're not going to, when they turn pro, they ain't going to suddenly go into fortunes of money. You mm. know, it's, it's the fact that they're a professional, you know, and probably there's benefits from that. But, but no, they brought Josh Sherry and he's a right back um, from the Merseyside area, very highly thought of, mm-hmm. already in the Republic of Ireland sort of youth set up. So he's done really well. And then Norma Wenny, as you said, son of Yule. Yeah. Yule, Yule is like, if you watch North End during Yule's era, he was fantastic. Mm. He was Craig Brown brought him in on a free transfer. What yeah, a great from business. Yeah, what a great bit of business that was. And then he sort of he came in that summer and then Craig left early on in the season and Billy Davis really took him on, mm. you know, developed him over that next couple of years. And then you had, you know, he had he had the bad injury, but he came back from that. It's like an early modern defender, if that makes yeah. sense, because he was quick, he was good on the ball, ball good yeah. in the air. Like he was, it yeah. was a very complete defender, wasn't he? When yeah. you partner, when you consider some of the people that had, around that era that you you also looked to, someone like Lachetti or Gregan mm. or something, they were the more robust type. Yeah. Whereas Moweni was very was much the ball player next to him. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Lachetti Moweni partnership was, you know, very impressive. Wasn't yeah, it? And yeah. he still refers to maybe you talk skip. to him, skip. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> but you know, no, no, it was a great player. But you know, fair credit, no, Noah has got double figures of goals. Mm. Didn't have his own steam as yeah, well. As yeah, as a fifteen-year-old, he's not a defender. You know, he's a yeah. midfielder, attacking midfielder. So he, he, he's not the chip off the old block in terms. I'm a centre half like my dad. He's yeah. done it off his own back. I think um, 
he, he, he wasn't with North Ends Academy from an early age. He mm-hmm. sort of came into it as a teenager. And he, he's done it on his own back, really. And mm. uh, he's not got a contract because he's younger when he's son. He's got a contract because he's a good player, yeah. you know. And, like, we've got to see him as that, you know. But, he's uh, been captain of the 18s yeah, as an yeah. under-16 player yeah. as well because he, yeah. he first got into the team at 15. Dean. Yeah. And mm. then he's been he's been playing and, and mm. completely earning his spot and being yeah. one of the standouts in the team that he's yeah. too young for. Yeah, and then... Let's mention the others here. Yeah. Right? I've got we've got uh, the other eight scholars who've not got pro contracts yet, but that is now one of their ambition over yeah. the next two years. Nothing to say they won't. We've got Key and Best. We've got Finley Crossadare. We've got Finley Wallbank, who went to the same primary school as my two kids. Oh, right. So a uh, year above my daughter at school. Yeah, <laughs> shout out for Finley. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Key and Taylor. So yeah. if you're called Kean or Finley, I know you're doing well. You, um, you did. It was obviously a popular name that birth year, but those four. Best Cross Adair, Wallbank and Taylor, or Preston lads, or local lads, played in the Preston. I'll give a shout out here to the Preston City team, you know, the old town mm. team type thing. I know all four of them played in the same team, about under 11, something like <laughs> right. that. And uh, it was a great crop of players out because in that, I think, I think you got like six or seven apprentices at different clubs from that right. group of eight, you know, so it was obviously a, a decent sort of year for football. Mm. Then you got Rio Pemberton, Jacob Slater. I think Jacob mm. was a similar sort of area to Josh Seary. I think came through the same sort of setup down in Merseyside. Yep, and also uh, yeah. been away with Ireland. Yeah, then you got Kit Nelson and James Praddock. Now, James Praddock's a goalkeeper who'd have mm. signed. Um, he was on Charlton's books. Mm. Now, with youth development and whatnot, when you're in academy. Obviously, he's not a player. North End could have got hold of because of distance, but now he's reached this age. They can. I think Charlton released him, and he he was involved in some trials at North End. Had a look at him and decided to bring him in. So he's come from a little bit further afield. I think Rio Pemberton was at Rovers. Yeah, it would have been a similar trial situation. Yeah, released by Rovers, and North End picked him up during the season. So um, yeah, so that shows you football, doesn't it? You know, sometimes. North End have been criticised for releasing players who have gone on to do some, something somewhere else. There have been yep. a couple of players in there who have been released by other clubs in North End have picked up on, you know, could end up making it. So yeah. it's a bit of a, you take your chance, don't you? But yeah. best of luck to all 10. You know, they'll be playing in and around the, you know, the youth team next season. Uh, I think I think the plan is that Siri and Mueni and then even might step up and if they're needed in the first team mm. training setup, they will get the chance yeah. as, as they have done. Oh, well, I was thinking that yeah. earlier. If, if North End signed just one right back, yeah, Josh mm. Siri is well thought yeah. of. Who well, knows? if you if got a glut of games coming up and mm. players aren't train, you know, having to recover between matches and might not go out and do a full session, mm. you, you need to draft those young players up. Yeah. To sort of make up if they want an eleven aside or uh, to work on a particular shape, that's what they've done in the previous seasons. Mm. Here, eleven it's nothing 11. new. Yeah, if they want to yeah. an eleven aside, draft some of the kids in. I know uh, during this season, if they wanted to work on a bit of a defensive shape, they had some of the young defenders up mm. there, just because you know the the. The first team squad were recovering that day. They might have had a mid with a lot of midweek football, wasn't there? So mm. there wasn't as much training time. So there's always that op- opportunity. So. Yeah, a little shout for Josh Siri tweeted my club off the back of. I know uh, off my tweets. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Fended off interest and uh, yeah. Josh Siri. Yeah, I, I did the st- I did the story on Saturday in Saturday's paper and yeah. uh, put it out there and. Uh, 
he actually uh, he he retweeted it with a little blue heart, didn't he? And yeah. a sort of my club thing, which which you absolutely went, love yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the North End Twitter arty like that one, didn't yeah. they? You know, yeah. it was all, almost. Um, an endorsement of my story, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he and didn't come on and say this guy's writing a load of yeah, yeah, exactly. Rubbish, did he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yet, yet, yet. yeah. <laughs> There's still yeah. time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, like I was saying before, best of luck to all of them. And one thing's for sure that all the North End fans mm. want to see them do well. Want oh, to see yeah. more, remember, more coming yeah. out of the academy. And that's nothing against not, yeah. lads that haven't. No. It's that the appetite is there from yeah. the fans. I remember the, the, these are first year scholars. Mm. It's a second year group now. You mm. know. Well, last year's first years, your people like Aaron Bennett, um, Vaughan Green, etc. They're stepping up into the their second year. Yep. So you hope that you know Lewis Lee, I think, made the yep. bench didn't he, in one of the games. You yep. know, so you're hoping they can develop during their second year. And then you've got the four lads who were taken on as pros this time: Joey Odwell Grant, Jacob Old Wilkinson, yep. Oliver Lombard, the keeper, and Lewis Colton. You mm. know, that young. Um, you know, first year pros, they can still play in the youth team because of a change of rule at youth level, mm -hmm. extending it from under 18s to 19s. But I would think they've got a chance of getting some loan football as well somewhere. So, yeah. and th this opens the debate again is this not the time for an under, reserve. not an under 23s, but a reserve, a reserve side? So rather than maybe having to worry them, can they get them out on loan at somewhere lo locally, or can they give them some competitive football around here? But that's the debate we keep having, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. and it's nice to see a bit of a commitment to pro deals because obviously mm -hmm. the one that will always come back is that there wasn't a pro deal available for Tyrese Dolan at no. the time due mm -hmm. to the pandemic and all that. Yeah. The money was going elsewhere. He's mm -hmm. gone on to, to establish himself in a first team elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But at least the club are putting that commitment into the pro yeah. deals. And it, 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 in, in the past, it's been two pro deals at best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas that sort of change, it was kind of was kind of that Adam O'Reilly, Jack Baxter, Ethan Walker, and was it Jimmy Corcoran yeah. that, that all got pro deals once? Jimmy was, didn't get one. No, in the end, no. Who, who was? It was, was only Ethan. Four. Only Ethan Walker from that year got one. Yeah, and he got it early as well. He got it early. He got it in about the in the autumn. Mm. You know, the season before it was Adam O'Reilly and Jack Baxter. I think it mm. was. And uh, as you say, Adam, as you spoke earlier, Adams had a, a sort of pro deal built into his scholarship, yeah. you know, like, like, uh, Siri and when he have, so. Yeah. And it was, but it was kind of mm. around then where mm. they, they, they seem to regularly start giving yeah. out. Oh, the Jack Armour. Jack Armour, yes. Jack Armour, I did the big interview with him the other day. Now he's at yeah. Carlisle. Again, he was a little bit unlucky. He'd had a, he'd had a year as a pro. Yeah. He had a one year pro deal. Uh, same time as, as Jack Armour. Uh, same Charm. time as, um, uh, Adam O'Reilly and Jack Baxter got a, a pro deal, went on mm. loan to Lancaster and the pandemic got in the way and probably most circumstances you'll probably have got an, an additional year mm. once that first initial year was out of the way but then the pandemic hit so they decided to release him mm. same time as Tyrese Dolan didn't get taken on as a pro Jack had had his first year as a as a pro so he was a, f a year further down the line anyway he's gone up to Carlisle and mm. um Got himself 28 appearances yeah. up there, you know. Unseated uh, former PNE man Nick Anderson. Anderson there, he's now moved through. on to Bristol Rovers, yeah. yeah. So when the, he got himself, I think he signed an initial one-year deal up there, he got himself a new two-year deal, so mm. um, he can was, kick on. So I think it shows in football, sometimes you do have to move away. Mm. Yeah, ideally, he's a North End fan, he would have loved to have stayed here, but he, he took he, he took that on the chin, Jack Armour did. Yeah. Got himself a club quickly. 
and uh, bowled his time up there. He, he had a few appearances early on in the season. A little bit of time out of the team, then got back in, and he's just gone from strength to strength. Yeah. There's still but, a lot of interest in him from yeah. PNE fans as well. Yeah. People, they want to see him do well. They're, yeah. they're happy seeing him do well as well. Got himself a contract. You know, yeah. he's got himself two more years at Carlisle. If he carries on developing, there'll be interest. Yeah, Left-footed defender, you know. Yeah. Good cricketer and all. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pen with him. Pen with him, yeah. yeah. Palace Shield, you know, like, t- you know, first 11 of Palace Shield as yeah, well. Yeah. So, left-arm bowler. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jack. Nice guy yeah. to talk to as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, good I family. Know one of his, good family as well. Yeah, I know one of his uh, his dad's mates, mm. and uh, although he can't keep fit, he's a nice lad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll move on. Fixtures are coming out soon. Thursday, it's like Christmas oh. Day. Well, it's not. It's sort of. It, it, it's, you get the fixtures at nine. There's all this big build up yeah. to it. By ten past nine, you've memorised them. And you're bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You like there's there's a handful yeah. of dates that you need to know yeah. when stuff. You're yeah. like, right, that's well, that. that. Right, what what, yeah. what 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 we'll look for is like who they start against. Yep. Who they play at Christmas and Easter and when they play Blackpool, basically. And then who they finish against, yeah. depending on ooh, yeah. what could the season it's, be. It's not quite like the Premier League where you look at the Premier League. When do the big six list. play each yeah, other? Yeah, but you get the Premier League fixture list, look at it, and then just rip it up because it all gets changed for yeah. telly. Now, you get you do get telly games in the EFL, but you can normally just shift in from a Saturday to a Friday or something. So yeah. there's not that major excitement is a bit um, basically no North End will be on four times for yeah. both Blackpool games and both Rovers <laughs> games, games potentially yeah. not even guaranteed to get both yeah. Rovers games on there but I'm going to stick my neck out here I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was a home start for North End mm-hmm. I only say that I'm no inside information but North End's fixtures follow the, the pattern of Burnley don't they North End and Burnley play at home on the same weekend mm-hmm. Blackpool and Blackburn play at home at the same time because yep. of distance yeah and the yep. policing and, and whatnot. now the Burnley's Premier League season starts the weekend after North End and I think Burnley start away so right. that would mean North End playing mm. away on the 14th yeah. now on the 7th I presume they won't have two away games to start with so mm-hmm. it looks like they might start at home on the oh. 7th and then Burnley are at home on Boxing Day as well Oh, so we might, you know, might be able to bad. play with your toys in the morning yeah. and then wander down to Deepdale. Yeah, so, I remember. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably totally wrong, Tom. Talking rubbish yeah, as I normally do. Mystic but, Dave know. with his Mystic crystal Dave, ball. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Like, I think the last because obviously COVID and all that mm. leads away Boxing Day. It was a couple of years that was a ago. Good game, that great, one, great game on yeah. great goal on the Alan break Brown. from Alan Brown. Yeah. Sean Maguire slide tackle. Yeah, uh, Ben Pearson's pass. Yeah, I think Barcazen, Ben Pearson was Pearson. involved. Tom Barcazen were involved. Mm. Alan Brown. Yeah, we had Nuge playing that day up mm. front. You know, Nuge and Brown who celebrated in front of the Leeds end. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was, uh, was it Stuart Dallas scored a deflected shot for yeah. the for the eighty yeah. minute equaliser. Like sucker punch, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. So a few that, games like that that yeah. season weren't there because West Brom was a similar one at home where it's all very it was the it was the 4-1-4-1 running 10s yeah yeah so that was yeah so Leeds was a boxing day when we could all last go last season Mm. it was Derby away Alan Brown scoring 29 minutes into injury time you know with the winner so that was was a great one that's when Wayne Rooney held the door open for me in the referee so the the Dave Seddon I'm still dining out from that one yeah so uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County of course yeah so so maybe they'll be at home this time I'm just yeah but back to the fixtures that means away New Year's Day, doesn't New it? New Year's Day on the twenty eighth, oh. I think, as well. Yeah. So yeah. So Tom, hopefully, I know, I know you're not, not too bad. I know you're not a drinker, Tom. No, so, no. so it won't affect you. You won't. You won't yeah. need to go easy on New Year's Eve. But, uh, 
But um, yeah, the, the big one people will be looking out for when they play Blackpool. So because it's first yep. ta- first time in the league since two thousand eight and nine season mm-hmm. it, or nine ten nine ten I think it is isn't it eight no no eight nine yeah. And then obviously they played each other in the cup in 2013. So yeah. back in so, August on a yeah, Monday night, it's the, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the re, you know it's renewal of hostilities there. Then yeah. there's the two Rovers games now. North End and Rovers have played each other plenty of times these last few years. But um, yeah, so they're the ones. You look at teams that have come down to look out for West Brom and Fulham. North End played two mm-hmm. years ago because they've only had one season back up there. The last. Fulham was the last Last away game yeah. we could all go to, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. With fans in. And then Which West, wasn't West the Brom greatest was, of games yeah. in the world either. And West Brom was near there, as yeah, well. Yeah, it I was. Think West Brom was in the midweek before. It was basically like a run of results where yeah. North End just weren't winning, yeah. but they were also playing some of the better yeah. teams, weren't they? Yeah. I think we beat Hull and then lost at West Brom on the Tuesday, mm-hmm. then lost at, at Fulham on the Saturday. And then you got Callum Sh- Robinson with an assist. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got Chef United coming yeah. down who obviously they've had two years in the Premier League, but it's a recent game for North End. They even played a friendly there last mm. summer. So yeah. not unfamiliar foe going down. You've not got a team coming down yeah. Wow, I've not played them for ten years yeah. or something. Oh Villa. Let's yeah. go for Villa, yeah. And then coming up in the other direction you got Hull League One champions, they were only down one year, yeah, so exactly. been, been there up. plenty of times. Peterborough, second yeah. place, it's a while since they played. Yeah. Last time they played Peterborough was in the cup when Graham Wesley was in charge of Peterborough and Simon Grayson was in charge of North End. Right. In the league, that long ago, yeah, mm. about 2016. That I think in the league, you got to go back to about 12, 13, mm. something like that to play him because Peterborough at one point were fairly regular, yeah, re- yeah, fairly regular mm-hmm. as like a yo yo yeah. team, weren't they? Yeah, but uh, no, so so Peterborough is one they've not played for a while as well mm. as our Blackpool you know yep. came up in the playoffs now obviously Peterborough brings Darren Ferguson back to deep I, I, say that. I think he's in his third spell as posh manager yeah. he does seem to do well getting Basically, teams out of that he, get, he gets them st- promoted <laughs> yeah. gets them relegated yeah. they sack him yeah. they don't get promoted again they go yeah. What's Darren Ferguson doing? <laughs> he Pe- worked last time, didn't he? Peterborough interests me because they've got this very good sort of again a model of buying players oh. quite cheap, polishing them up and selling them. You're Ivan Tony. Their conveyor belt yeah. of strikers yeah. is just unreal. That's interesting. What will happen now? They've got up that extra level. Mm. One can they get the type of player available as raw material and polish mm. him up? the same in the championship that you can in League One. Yeah, done will they get with, away with it? Yeah, they've done it with Johnson Clark-Harris last yeah. year, you know, after selling Tony, you yeah. know, they brought him in and he you, got a ton you of You can go goals, back yeah. so far, you can go back to like Craig McHale-Smith, yeah. uh, George Boyd, mm. Britisson Belonga, yeah. um, there's obviously even Tony, uh, oh, there's definitely more and yeah. they're just, just constantly like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, we'll sell him for the, our yeah. price and mm. then we'll, we've got another guy lined up because yeah. before Tony left, they knew they were going for Clark Harris yeah. at Bristol Rovers. Yeah, that, that's the thing, I think, when you've got a, a model like that, you've got to, and North no End have a sort of, you know, had have a sort of similar model with, you've got to be, ha- you've got to be prepared to sell players. Mm. It's great seeing them, and I think that's probably been North End's reluctance a little bit, you know, trying to keep hold, you, you've got a player, they've become fans' favourites, they've become very good players, but sometimes when, you, when you've got that system and you're polishing players up, You've got to accept that somewhere down the line you will want to go somewhere else. If 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 you can't get yourselves promoted, the player will have their own ambitions to go beyond you. So uh, so going back to two thousand and six seven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Aaron McLean mm-hmm. who got thirty three goals and then obviously got got yeah. a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, Craig Mikhail Smith, Craig. as I said, he was about the same time as McLean, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he was the fault. So these like sort of top scorers, ye- yeah. season on season. So Craig Mikhail Smith, twenty six. Then George Boyd, this is in the championship, got twelve. Then Craig Mikhail Smith got thirty five goals the next season. Um, Paul Taylor with twelve. Then you've got Dwight Gale, Lee Tomlin, Brett Sombolonga, Connor Washington, who ended up going to QPR for I think a million pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Nichols, Jack Marriott, who went to Derby for about yeah. five million, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then you got even Tony, who obviously went to Brentford, and now Johnson Clark Harris. So that yeah. as a <laughs> as a conveyor belt of strikers, yeah. mm-hmm. that is That's some that is some old. business. If they can to get replace pla- goals with goals, it's it, difficult. If they can get a player in the championship, mm. you can get them twenty odd goals. Yeah. One, it gives them a hell of a good chance of staying up. And two, you can ask a fortune Oof, from these days. Not half, know? yeah. So yeah. If, if they could get, they got about, I think, 11 million in the end total, or they will do yeah. for, for Tony. I think it's something like 5 million initially, and then mm. it, it rises. And he got 26 goals. Well, he got 23 goals in League One, then 26 goals. That's at League One level. If you mm. get someone getting 15, 20 yeah. goals. I mean, um, Lyle Taylor got something similar at Charlton. Yeah. Obviously, his contract was running out, but there was plenty of interest there. Peterborough do not budge no. if they've got a fee in mind. You know, Marcus Madison had a, a price tag of a million pounds, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for him, obviously he's, he's been having mental health problems, things like that. But he was just basically moved out on loan and things yeah. like that from Peterborough because they weren't getting their fee. No, mm-hmm. and they will not budge. They will get a good yeah. price. So if they, if say Johnson Clark Harris gets 15, mm-hmm. 20 goals next season, yeah. they will get. You know, fifteen million. It's when to sell, Tom. A lot mm. of the time, you know, like I think no offense issue recently. If you think Callum Robinson went for a good fee, but he only had a year left on mm-hmm. his contract. The best deal was for Jordan Hugill because he had yeah. a good eighteen months left on his contract. Yep. Now we wouldn't have got if we'd left it from the January until the summer. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have got a good fee for him. It's like Ben Pierce and Ben Davis. You know, yeah. we're in the last six months of the deal. You. You know, even Greg Cunningham first time around only had a year left when they sold him. So sometimes, if you're going to do a, a buying selling model, you've got to just be. Oh, you know, it will annoy people at the time, but you mm. think right, two years left. Yeah, this is when you cash in. Yeah, to get yeah. The, to get the big bucks, and then you've got to make sure that a decent amount is reinvested. Yeah, it's but, almost like it's almost like Peterborough will bring in a striker and go, before they've even played a game, they're going, right, who are we bringing in after him? Yeah. And they already know that, mm-hmm. especially in a team like Peterborough, who have been goal scorer for a long, long time, that generally you're guaranteed goals watching Peterborough. Mm-hmm. They, they know they can almost come in, get this guy goals, and it raises the value, it gets eyes on them, and they know they can they can resell. I think I saw some quotes from uh, Barry Fry, I think mm. he was, who's, uh, you know, Peterborough's sort of director of football, or, you know, that, that kind of role is involved in the buying and selling. And he said they wouldn't, Peterborough wouldn't be interested, you know, like, now they've got up to the championship, they would bring players in on loan, but they don't want to bring in a loan striker or a loan number 10 or a, someone who's going to, Sort of get them goals. They 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 want those positions. They 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 want their own players in those yeah. positions to catch the eye to earn the money. They don't. They don't, he said they don't want to be polishing up someone else's striker from to make a profit. You know, yeah. they those key positions. Part of their model is making sure they got the next player to come through. Yeah, you know, and they want someone. They want someone they've bought themselves or developed themselves yeah. in there, rather than doing someone else. That's kind of from. the point I was making before about how there's do, at least there was longevity in the loan yeah. signings PNE made. Is for example, say Derby, where mm. they had like Tamori and Mount on loan. I know there was more to it than just those two players and Lampard left and all that sort of stuff, but they had 
proper quality in on loan, mm-hmm. you take those out and yeah. then they struggle and they can't get the same quality of yeah. loaning. Yeah. And at least for PNE, when they've brought those players and they've been able to keep them, and now they are their players in the same way that yeah. Peaceborough are saying, we want a we want those stars to be our yeah. players. Sometimes, if you're going to bring in a sort of, you know, like Chelsea did, went down that, you know, Derby did bringing in the players mm. from Chelsea, you're making some mount. You're doing it as a sort of short term and hoping yeah. that that will be enough to get you up. And once you go up, then but obviously it doesn't work. And then, as you say, you struggle the next season trying to, play, yeah. you know, like a player of Mason Mount's ability might be prepared to go for one season, but he's not going to come back for a second long, yeah. is he? You know, so uh, I mean, yeah. you've got to go and find like for like. And, yeah. Blackpool aren't short of goals either. No, no. Jerry Yates. Yeah, Jerry Yates. I've seen him link with a few clubs. And yeah. now I saw him link with Blackburn now. Yeah, because that's his Armstrong lead. Yeah, and, but mm. Blackburn are under a transfer embargo at the moment because mm. they've not um, put their accounts in yet. You know, mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying, but I would think if Jerry Yates was going to leave Blackpool or whatever, I think it would be one of the bigger boys coming in for him, you know, who can yeah. pay a lot of money for him, you know. Yeah. So in uh, both senses. They'd have yeah. to they'd have to pay a good fee to get him and they'd yeah. have to give him a decent a wage. decent wage because yeah. he's earned it at this point. Yeah. Um Neil Critchley obviously done an done an alright job since uh, going in there. Yeah, Taking the risk leaving leaving yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, he's got him up, done well, begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> But you know, no, he, he, the derby would be an interesting game next season. Mm. Two, two interesting games against him. So uh, and then Hull, Hull, just kind of more of the same from Hull, yeah. I suppose. Really, they're the, the generally a championship yeah. team. They were a Premier League team for quite a while, yeah. weren't they? You know, they've had the times up in the Prem. You know, like if you think they had the, the time up there with Phil Brown, but then as well. Steve Bruce took him back mm. up, didn't he? You know, Mo so, the Army screamer. Yeah, so you know, in the last four or five years have been up there, yeah. you know. So, um, to see them, you know, they he, he, the season they got relegated from the championship. Is it just a product of being sh- their assets stripped, do you I think? think Especially were, that yeah. relegation yeah. when Bowen and Grzycki left. Both and left. They were, they were, they were uh, halfway at the table when those two left yeah. and they just slid just like a cell. Free you fall, know, just, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, yeah, then Peterborough coming up, you know, so... Uh, I can't see any of them that those three struggling to be honest. No, you know, yeah, so. I was thinking, I, I mm. thought the same. And then mm. the teams that are coming down, do you expect to see all three going going back up? That's what we nearly got this season. Well, you think so with the parachute money that they get, mm. won't they? You know, it's a uh, it's, it's a thing in football. Yeah, the, the parachute payments were introduced initially to sort of help pay wages, but more and more they're just used to when a club drops out of the Premier League, they're using it more and more to fund transfers to go mm. straight back up again. You yeah. know, and, it, it is, uh, and interestingly, few have made many moves. Obviously, there's a bit mm. of managerial back and forth, but mm. does that maybe show a sign of their intent that they haven't made any moves yet and the Euros are still ongoing? Yeah. Are they yeah. looking at those sorts of level of players? Well, the team's than... coming down. Uh, West Brom haven't got a manager yet, have they? Nope. Uh, it looks like they're going to appoint the Barnsley manager at yes, some point. Larry Nishmel. Yeah, which would be interesting because West Brom have always been known as a sort of quite a nice sort of passing style. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go a bit more direct. But he might have just used that style at Barnsley because it suited what he had. Yeah. He, he might be able to go in there and, and change it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, change himself, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, West Brom looked at a few managers as talk of Scott Parker leaving Fulham at some point. Yeah, it's just a, I don't yeah. really understand that. Because no, no. they, they clearly liked him He's yeah. still got two years left on his contract. Wears a nice cardigan on the touchline. He, he does, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, do you know what? It's going to sound really weird, but he smells nice as well. Because he walked, he walked past us in the, he walked past us in um, pre- presses in one of the executive boxes at PNE, mm-hmm. and um, it, North End played Fulham, yeah. and 
<laughs> it was miles away from me as well, but he smelled nice. I was like, wow, okay, fair <laughs> enough. But um, yeah, so they, they seem to like him and he's yeah. a young manager. He's even linked with the Tottenham job and all there's this something sort of stuff. Something not right yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, there's some mutuals. So they both just kind of want him to, like both Parker and Fulham yeah. want him to leave. And then the move to Bournemouth just seems a bit of a sideways step. Like but They seem to like him at Bournemouth. There seems to be a link between him and Bournemouth, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So, yeah so. And isn't, isn't he taking over from his brother-in-law? Was Jonathan it? Woodgate is he not? Is he not? Am I thinking is of someone, someone else? Like, Harry there is Oh, maybe yeah. yeah. I think Arthur's a link there, isn't he? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But oh, I don't know. There seems to be connect some, the dots. Yeah, there seems to be something not right there. So that's two of the three clubs coming down. Yeah, with, and uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, so well, they've uh, they've just appointed. You kind of. I think he's a great manager for the. He did well. Did well again. Did well at Fulham. Yeah, I, th- I think to be fair, out of those three, I'd fancy Sheffield United to go straight back because of who the coaches that they've appointed. Mm. But again, that was quite a drawn out affair. He didn't yeah. get him straight away, you know. But um, I think he. He's one probably one of the most frightening figures I've seen in football. You know, he, <laughs> he, he, he's probably a really Serbian nice... Serbian hitman. Yeah, the, yeah, the he classic. He, he, yeah. He, 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 he looks very, very imposing. He's, he's, he's probably a really nice guy, but whenever I've seen him in press conferences, like, you, you, you'd sort of... If yeah. he said it were Tuesday, you'd agree with <laughs> yeah. him. You know, like, yeah, so... Uh, no, but I think he's a cracking appointment. Yeah, him, and they've all... Yeah. There's a lot of money in those squads as well, isn't yeah. there? Mm, Which yeah. generally tells at this level. Yeah, but... It doesn't, you know, you, the two who came, you've do, you got a bit of yo-yoing, obviously, you know, mm. Fulham and um, West Brom West Com- coming straight back down. Um, Watford and top of, uh, Norwich. Norwich gone straight back up, you know, yes. like you've, Bournemouth came close as well. Yeah, got yeah, in the playoffs. yeah. So, um, yeah. So if it works for you, it's good. But you know, you've seen with Swansea, if you don't get straight mm. back up. Forest and they've slipped now, the yeah. And the, yeah, the um, Swansea like their parachute money's gone now, they've yeah. done the three years. Stoke, back in, yeah, it's so. like having everyone's for sale yeah. at Stoke, yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you're gonna get back up, you need to do it in that first couple of years, I think. Yeah, I think I saw something where like Stoke are literally giving players away right, until yeah. the end of the month, and yeah. then they're like, right, okay, yeah. now if they're gonna be ours, we want a bit of money and stuff. Yeah. It's literally the case of if you want to take him off our books, yeah. you can. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was astounded to see that. North End have been quoted as that they bought Liam Lindsay. <laughs> um, if if there's any money changed hands, it is minimal. It's probably enough at bus home or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, really you know. is. Yeah, so um, they bought him a pen to sign yeah. the contract with. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, literally. Be a big pen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get a load of them. Other pens are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Dave. That's about it for us this yeah. week. We've one last thing mm. tonight because we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah, it's the Euros tonight, England. Yeah. yeah. What do we reckon? They'll go through. They are through already, aren't mm. they? So, At least the third placed. Yeah, you know, like uh, probably if you were talking about what groups are going to be playing, do you really want them finishing top of the group? I've no, been but that. I won't mind finishing. I won't mind. Was yeah. it a draw? Was it a draw, a draw finish second. A draw would finish probably second. Yeah, it mm. wouldn't be. But but would that sort of show intent going into the final stages? I don't know. But um, we. We enjoyed, home otherwise. we enjoyed the Croatia, you know, mm. uh, performance. Mm. Thought they played very well that day. Scotland was a bit by more. Scotland was more. We, we've <laughs> done that debate. We, we played with the handbrake on too much. Yeah, you know, fair enough. The side he started with fine, but it was obviously they didn't need to play as sort of mm-hmm. cautiously as they did as the time went on. Czech Republic almost the surprise team of the group. I mean, I don't know. 
Because you thought Croatia would have been better. Croatia are a bit ageing, aren't they? They've got some very good players there that have been together quite a while, you know. So, I don't know, but I've enjoyed the competition so far. Mm. So, Mm. England are through. I think they'll go through. You know, I don't think they'll lose against the Czech Republic. No. I said that at Tuesday. Famous last words. (laughs) Tuesday lunchtime, you know. So, mildly out of date if if you're... no, uh, this, no, Mason Mount or Ben Chilwell for at isolating. At the moment, yeah, that's, yeah. that's confirmed. Is it they confirmed could, they now? could miss up to two games because right. they've got to isolate for however long. But yet the Scotland team don't, you know, because no, Billy Gilmore. I, has yeah, to I was, I was trying to throw the wife had um, good morning on this morning. No, with Holly and Phil on this morning, <laughs> and they had some doctor on. Well, why is the old squad not like uh, isolating? Football's yeah. a physical game, you know, like. One, they've had a different rule of elite sport throughout this can- pandemic. Football has been back being played in a, a year now. Mm. Now, of course, players are going to come into contact with each other, but fortunately, cases have been relatively few. Mm-hmm. You know, So this thing, oh, the whole squad should be isolated and the tournament should fold and things like that. Just talking absolute nonsense. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. So they've got to isolate until Monday. Monday, right, yeah. yeah. So. But it was more, they, did they have a long chat in the tunnel or something afterwards? Billy oh, Gilmore, that that's what it was. <laughs> on, the, on the pitch, you've got to have something like 15 minutes contact. Oh, my word. Throughout 90 minutes, you've got to be 15 minutes of close contact, which you don't get in football. But I think it was more... Well, you do, don't Long you? Know, chat the, in the tunnel. That's what it. Like, that's probably what it came down to. It just know, seems like yeah. a reach to me. And none yeah. of these, none of these Scotland teammates have yeah. to isolate. But interesting though, is it Scotland? They based, they based themselves at Middlesbrough, haven't they? Throughout all this, so. if mm. they've been based in Scotland and trained in Scotland, the Scottish rules will be mm. the whole squad has to isolate. But being right. in England, they don't. It's different. Crafty. Yeah, it's done that on purpose. As well, probably. it's a whole. You know, I know Czech Republic and Croatia. Had booked facilities in Scotland. Yeah, and then they moved. Saw the rules. Yeah, yeah. And they've based themselves back home. And yeah. Flown in for the games, you know. So maybe, you know, maybe they foresee these. these yeah. These maybe they get a tip. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone knows England's team before the game. Well, that yeah. baffles me. That. Why? I know, Why I know, are you? Yeah. We're just sharing it for. If I, if, mm. I mean, I'm never going to be in that situation. But if I knew the England team, I'd be yeah. keeping it to myself. Yeah. They're right. obviously some kind of, it's too much for a leak from a player and agent. They're yeah. obviously briefed, don't they? Know. You know, I don't know. Why did, why, if I was the FA, I'd be fuming. Like, yeah. why do you want other teams to know yeah. your starting 11? The side against, uh, against Scotland, that was on the night before. Yeah. You know, Reese James and um, Luke Shaw coming into the team. It was common knowledge. Maybe, you know, maybe we're not following other teams' media enough, but yeah. do they know other te- Like, is it, is it like an unspoken thing where both teams basically know each other's know. teams before, so know. it doesn't matter as much? Like, you go for a to me, it'd matter. I got got North North End. It's like you know the official secrets that you don't yeah, you don't yeah. get to know the team until no, you know very very close it. to the team sheet is coming out. You know exactly. At best, you'll get an, yeah. an hour before maybe, and then it, if you ever yeah. if you if it ever goes early, you just don't get it again. Yeah, it's simple as yeah, that. It's, you know, it's 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 very it's very close to the chest. Yet you get to an international tournament. Mm. And telling people yeah. round corner, like it's mad. Yeah, Leeds Bielsa sits down and announces his team sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he? yeah <laughs> so it's pretty much press conference. Love yeah. it. Yeah, think about back to what, what, Mourinho when, when Alex Neil were North oh. End manager. Like you know, you could be, player could be wandering around in a plaster cast. And they'd, yeah. be, they'd be telling you, well, it, we'll, we'll, we'll check his fitness on the Saturday morning, you know. So Daniel Johnson, do you remember that he walked past in a, in a, a boot? Yeah. And we're like, I was, I was, I was DJ Alex, and he still wouldn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. We'll see oh, how he is next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I've not spoken to anyone yet, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> 
We've just seen him, Alex. We've just seen him in a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, in the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter at Seds underscore LEP at Tom Sandals and follow at LEP underscore football for all the uh, LEP football stories, whether it's PNE. There's a bit of Morecambe thrown in there, a bit of, uh, bit of everything football-wise, but all the PNE stuff's there. And uh, go to lep.co.uk for daily PNE stories and the same in the paper. So all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening. Thank you.